What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Got Next podcast. I am your host, Rafa, joined as always by my trusty co-host, Carlos. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. I'm well. We have a long weekend here in Singapore, so... Oh, do uh, you really? Yeah. So, I don't, so I'm going to play ball and watch ball <laughs> this weekend. Ooh. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I'm getting my ass handed to me at work, so I really like don't have a ton of time. I'm behind on watching games couldn't watch opening night and all that stuff so perfect then so i think we'll have very substantial takes yes <laughs> opening week in this pod <laughs> well i i have gotten to watch a couple games at least so um i mean the whole point of this episode is single game spicy takes so really yes. it's just like the most inflammatory things that we can put out there based on single games and i do just want to make this comment some of these will be like takes, kind of not totally conjecture because it's based on one game, but um, you can kind of tell, you don't, you can't tell how well a player is going to play, um, how effective a player or a team is going to be, but you can see what they're going to do. You can see how they're going to play. So it's not like there's nothing to be learned from a single game. So with that in mind, let's get right to it. And this one's going to be right. much more of a, this is going to be a little bit more of a tepid take than a spicy take. We'll get to the spicy takes after. Um, so I have here, blank will win rookie of the year. And that blank is Paolo Banchero. I mean, 25, so, 5, and 5 at least. What was, yeah. what was his exact stat line when his, his debut? Like, he went crazy. It was crazy. 27, I think it was 27, 5, and 5. I can't yeah. remember exactly. But it was the first 25, 5, and 5 game. In a rookie debut since LeBron James, yeah, um, and it's the most points scored in a game since LeBron. Before that, twenty-five and five by LeBron, the person who did it was Grant Hill. That's how long this is going. So, I mean, this is very yeah. much a tepid take. The number one pick is doing rookie of the year. <laughs> no, Jaden Ivy for you. It, yeah. Here's the stat line: it's twenty-seven, nine, and five. Oh, two blocks, 11 of 18 from the field. Yeah, 11 of 18 is efficient. So that's the thing. Like, he already looks like a very fluid athlete on the Mm -hmm. NBA level. And he actually looked kind of like a veteran. So I just wanted to put this out there because he looks really good. And I think he was the correct number one pick. That's who I would have picked too. Did you see? Did you see the lineup? Like, I think there was a tweet about like the lineup they put out, and there was just like a bunch of six, eight guys and taller. Oh yeah, like, bowl, bowl. Uh... <laughs> It was Paolo who is six ten, Franz yeah. Wagner six ten, Wendell Carter six eleven, bowl, bowl. How oh. the fuck tall he is? Insane, man. Yeah, Orlando's looking. Orlando's future's looking bright. Like with Paolo and Franz. Both being the bright future magic, early. yeah. And then um, let's see, who else? their point guards. I'm I'm a lot higher on Jalen Suggs than most people. Mm. Not that I ever think Jalen Suggs will be the number one option on a championship team, but you found a guy who can be an elite point of attack defender. He can be Jason Kidd for you. He's never going to be the number one scoring option on a on a on a championship team, but damn, can he be your point guard? And I guess Franz and Paolo, he doesn't need to be the number one scorer. He can be himself. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. So, uh, are, I guess I wanted to jump. 
I want to jump one here. Will they, are they on your um short list for favorite league pass teams? Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> Orlando <laughs> is Loki. Um for me it was between Orlando and Toronto, but I think Toronto is not fair because mm. they're probably going to be a good team. So yeah, actually Orlando. I'm going to be watching them a lot. Orlando. They're my Charlotte Hornets of last year. Yeah, I mean, with the mellow out, Charlotte's kind of out of it. <laughs> they scored 130 the, points opening night, though. They're opening the, I didn't watch that game. Was it fun? <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> Too many games to watch. I, I haven't been able to catch up. I've just tried yeah. to watch the most interesting ones. Yeah, same. Um, I guess, yeah, moving on, like moving to the league pass team, uh, I think for me, I have uh, I have the Rockets here just because of the Jalen Green. <laughs> Jalen <laughs> Green, Jalen Ivey. Wait, sorry, did I get the right name there? That was Jabari Smith, sorry. Jabari Smith, yep. Yeah, Jabari Smith, Sangoon. I mean, I think they had a really good game. They had a really good game against the Memphis today, or last night, rather, uh, U.S. time. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pinoy Pride sh- shining through. <laughs> and they're going to be bad. I mean, they, they're doing a great job tanking. They blew, uh, I think it was an 18-point lead against the Grizzlies. So they were off to a great start. Yes, but the, the thing that's endearing about the Rockets... The endearing anyway, thing about the Rockets is that um, they are just bad. They're not trying to be bad at all. Then I got my real rate monthly payment, had an amazing test drive with Mueller, and made. Sorry, what's you okay? Is that from your end or my end? It's my end. I'm trying There's... to. I muted it. I don't know why it keeps going. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Oh I thought that was from my. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dude. something playing from my computer. <laughs> God damn. Sorry. Well, I have to edit it out. Um, I'll just restart from here. Um, the thing that's pretty endearing about um the rockets is that they're not trying to be bad they're just bad yeah. it's perfect <laughs> so like, i mean they just have to trade eric gordon then. exactly and it's like because what they're doing is just like okay we're you're actually going to work on some stuff but because we're relying on all these young guys they don't really know how to play nba basketball yet so yeah um they are just bad because they're bad <laughs> which i love yeah. It's always fun to watch Boban as well. When he oh, hell yeah. Played. 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, the Houston Rockets have a, a very interesting team. By the way, John Morant almost had a 50-piece last night. He had 48 or 49 points. Yeah, I think that was part. I, I think that's one of my spicy takes. John Morant will lead the league in, shoot, uh, in like shooting, shoot, shooting three-point percentage. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. Wow, because he did make five of six, and he was pretty efficient his first game too, right? So yeah, that's, um, that's definitely that's a spicy that's not gonna hold for sure. But that's like a one game overreaction. <laughs> that's it. At this point, it's two games, so it's twice as good. Well, uh, speaking of Jaw, though, like his, I don't know, I can't recall how. I I feel like his shot looks different from last year. I don't know if you got to see any of his games. Really, his jump shot looks yet. a little bit different. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. He's less shooting it, you know. He kind of like shot put yeah, it before. Yeah, he shoots now it's it more like, like towards the middle. Yeah. Oh, really? So it's more Looking like better. 
Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, I have to watch Memphis. So I'm trying to get some I mean, of the he did play, they, he did play two not so good teams. Yeah, it's the true. Knicks have good defense, though. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That doesn't surprise me. Tibbs is their coach, so. Yeah. So very, uh, I think Josh should have a really good year. Back to back, most improved player if he wins MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a spicy take. <laughs> well, oh, speaking speaking of awards, I have a spicy take for the six men of the year, and you have it too. I have a feeling we have the exact same one. Yeah, six men of the year will go to Malcolm Brogdon. Kawhi Leonard, bro. Ah, oh, damn. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that's a serious that's, one. That's a serious... That, that, that's, that's actually might be legitimate unless... That's a good shot. <laughs> unless Brogdon ends up starting because he's really no, good. Yeah. And so... But the thing is, like, I don't think a lot of people had Brogdon in that race because they thought they were going to start now that Rob Williams mm-hmm. is out. They're starting Derek White. So Brogdon's coming off the bench regardless. And... Everyone has Jordan Poole automatically winning it. Yeah. So that's why I think this is pretty spicy because Malcolm Brogdon looked very comfortable coming off the bench. He looked very comfortable with the Celtics already. Not that Jordan Poole doesn't, but we kind of saw last year that Jordan Poole, uh, when Clay Thompson came back, he kind of took a slide statistically more than real. But there is a thing to starting versus coming off the bench um like you just kind of can get into your flow right away rather than um having to figure it out later in the game when everything's kind of going already there is a difference between coming off the bench and starting and some players aren't used to that i don't i think at this point in brogdon's career he doesn't give a shit so he's just gonna go in and do his thing jordan Poole may just got this contract he's thinking he's hot shit because he <laughs> had a great finals and to be fair he totally deserves to but I, I just think Brogdon is a little more comfortable as a six-man. The number one factor being he's probably going to – I think Brogdon is going to score more points. That's really the determining factor in six-man of the year. <laughs> Not the actual quality of the player, but who scores the most points off the bench. It's the only explanation for Montrez Harrell winning it <laughs> a couple <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, on pool, I mean, I've watched, I watched the first game against the Warriors. He did, uh, against the Lakers with the Warriors. He didn't yeah, shoot so, so did well. I. Uh, but, and I, I haven't watched the Nuggets game, but based on what others are saying, the bench unit of the Warriors with all the young guys still having trouble figuring it out. So that might be a, that also might limit like Poole's production. Um, but I guess the upside is you don't expect Curry to play all 82. So he'll probably end up at the starting lineup again at some point. That should help his case. <laughs> or... Play, playing more than like 30 minutes a game. I think Kerr wanted him to play 30 minutes a game prior to the opening. So there's the upside. I guess that's why everyone picks him. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. But one thing that I found interesting that they were doing in the Lakers game, did you notice there were a lot of on-ball reps for Dante DiVincenzo mm. and not Jordan Poole? I don't know if you caught that. I found that not weird. I kind of liked it, but I was surprised by it because I was like, you'd think Jordan Poole gets like pretty much everything going 
um, yeah. in that second unit. So I was a little surprised by it. But I kind of like it. Dante is a smart player. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a small sample size. It's also against the Lakers. So they're still figuring <laughs> stuff out. But, like, that unit with Jordan Poole, Dante, Kaminga, Jamaica Green, and uh, James Wiseman. James Wiseman, yeah. Yeah, they were they actually outscored a unit with LeBron James in it. They were plus two in that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the lineup was Pat Bev, Lonnie Walker, LeBron, um, who is this? Matt Ryan? Who the fuck is that? And when you <sighs> Matt Ryan, dude. <laughs> I will say, if they're running Matt Ryan off of off-ball screens because they just have nothing, it's not a good sign. He's like their only shooter. Like apparently he used to work for DoorDash. <laughs> the Lakers are out here saying, uh, "Oh my god!" No disrespect, Matt Ryan must be a good player, but oh my, I'm like, oh my god, if you're really running that guy, <laughs> he's playing really for minutes. Oh. It's like, oh, dude, Lakers have it rough. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> Spicy take for sixth man on the um Cam Reddish. Ooh. 22 points, uh three of six from three. He had a clutch three for the tie against Ooh. Grizzlies the other <laughs> See, I like Cam Reddish a lot. He I mean, you very- had him as like a breakout player, right? Yeah, and then he got traded to the pretty Knicks, good. and that died. Because Tibbs I mean, pretty encouraging first player. game, he played 28 minutes. Definitely. Yeah, Tibbs just doesn't like to play young players, I guess. I say a Hartenstein played 40. Oh, 40? 4-0, huh? huh. Yeah. That doesn't the guy's looking is uh, very, very happy Tibbs. about that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tibbs has, doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to um, balance minutes. Um, let's go to this next spicy take. Um, so in the notes, you clearly see blank and blank will make the NBA finals and blank will win the NBA title. Super spicy. This is more tepid, but I have the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, the teams that were there. Are you going to rematch it? Rematch. And I actually have Golden State winning again. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. And that's just based on those. That was not my prediction from this year. Um. Mm-hmm. I actually had Golden State playing Milwaukee. Ooh. Um, but just based on Milwaukee getting in their own way again and Middleton not being healthy yet. Um, and honestly, it's just mostly because those two teams, aside from just being the teams that were just in the finals, have yeah. the fewest questions, right? For the 76ers, will Harden and Embiid, and Embiid work? Like we already they see, haven't been working. they haven't been. And what I like about James Harden is that he's taking mid range shots. I don't know if you saw him versus the Bucks. I saw, yeah, he's taking mid range shots, which is I think awesome. I, there was a tweet, right? That said, like, it's the most, he was most mid range in like 28 since like 2018 or something. Yeah, which is awesome. And I, I like that Harden's adding that to his game. But one, um, Harden still doesn't attack off the catch. Plenty of games, especially. Or sorry, plenty of possessions in that Boston game. Embiid draws attention, kicks it. Harden gets the ball and doesn't do anything with it for a second. And Celtics have recovered. Like that one second 
between you being able to take a shot or putting the ball down or making the next pass versus holding it and serving the defense is literally the difference between a set defense and a scrambling defense. Yeah. So that's, that's why I like the, issue. the the Sixers. That's why I find the Sixers hard to watch because it's only Tyrese Maxey, I feel, who really does that quick attacks. He's the only player on the team. Like Harden likes to wait. Embiid is very patient with his offense as well. Harden, the, I mean, yeah, Maxey's the quick, quick attack kind of player on that team. Right. And even with Embiid, like, he's a solid enough catch-and-shoot shooter. But, like, between that versus his post-ups, you let him shoot it every time. He's not yeah. going to – you're not going to win games. You're not going to win a playoff series with Embiid shooting threes. It's just not going to happen. Right? So – For sure. Beyond him – the Bucks just kind of get in their own way, and there's a little bit of a health concern. The Clippers, are they healthy? The Nuggets, can they play defense? The Heat, do they have in their shot creation? Like, there's just so many questions with those teams, but Golden State and Boston just don't have these questions. And they already look comfortable. They look like they're a little beyond what these teams are. I'm surprised you're, 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 you're questioning the Bucks as much. Or do you think they're, like, neck and neck? I think they're pretty neck and neck, but one is that Middleton's not there. So we don't know what they're going to look like. And two, like right. the, they get in their own way still. Like that, that <laughs> game versus the Sixers shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I know part of that is James Harden's individual brilliance, but it's like, dude, you're like not like your, your offense still very much lacks seasoning. You're serving a steak without salt, like not even salt and pepper. Are you trying to? Are, you still need bud fire? Is that is that what you're saying? Man, <laughs> I I don't know if they'll actually fire Bud. Not that I think Bud's a bad coach, but I think the Bucks could hire Mike D'Antoni, man. Like as an assistant, yeah, that would help a lot. Yeah, because not like their defense is good enough, and that's what they lean on. So it's not like I think they should make a drastic hiring change, but I think mm. they need to hire Mike as a offensive coordinator to really take advantage of everything that Giannis does. Giannis is good on his own, but really exploit everything well that he does. Like he's, he could be, he should be the most devastating rim force in the NBA. Yeah. If not for this next guy, great segue. So I haven't, I didn't get my, I didn't get my predictions yet. Ah, Okay. Get your predictions. Yes. Go for it. Uh, spicy take on the on the spicy take side. No, not spice on the overreaction side. All right. Pelican Celtics in the finals. Wow, that's a little far, but I like it. This is the spicy take pod. Very spicy. Um, very spicy. Very dependent on Zion, obviously. But oh yeah, I think they they have the tools. Uh, I think Ingram and Zion on offense alone is good. good. Yeah. Think about that. Brandon Ingram, who looks like pretty much Kevin Durant, he looked good these yeah. first two games. Zion looks good. He's just so much bigger than everyone. CJ McCollum is still CJ, who has been a borderline yeah. all star for years. Jonas Valanciunas looks like the most underrated center in the NBA right now. And her motherfucking Jones. 
Herb Jones. I love Herb Jones. And he looks like he's gotten better as a shooter. He's still a pesky defender. Like that, that starting lineup outscored Brooklyn's starting lineup by 14 points in like a span of five yeah, yeah. minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, that, that, that team looks really good. And then, I mean, you also have, don't forget like their bench is still pretty good. They have, they have uh, Larry Nance. You said Jose Alvarado as well. Devontae Graham, too. Devontae Graham. It's, it's a, it, they, have, they have the depth. Um, it's just, the, I, I guess, the, big, the biggest question is whether they're ready this year. That's fair. And a lot of that's on, on Zion. And I guess, it, and I guess uh, strategically, how will their defense hold up against the better teams? Yes. Because yes. Zion's still a bit problematic. Um, it wasn't a problem against, this, against the Nets because Ben Simmons just <laughs> stands there and does nothing. Yeah. Um. But when he was put in actions, like I distinctly remember, like pick and roll with with Ben and Zion just couldn't. Like he he was trying to drop, he just lost Ben on the roll. Yep. And Ben was able to work on a four and three. Things like that. He's still a bit. You know. He still he still has a, he still has the same problems we had we saw like two years ago when yeah. he was playing. Yeah. Uh huh. No, I I I think you're pretty spot on with the uh, um. At least with the premise, not the conclusion. <laughs> I wouldn't get. I don't have them. See, my. <laughs> I'll jump to my other one. Blank will have home court in the playoffs. That's my Pelicans one. I Pelicans. I do not have them as as a yeah, final. So, so you're you're upgrading. You did you have them like eighth or something when you did their preview? Let me but, see. I think I, I still think have I had the notes I, here. I had um, my, I had them sixth in mine. Probably yeah. will go higher. No, I had New Orleans seven. Mm. So I'm going from seven to four. Um, that's a big, yeah, that's a big leap. That's, yeah, that's a fairly big leap. Not that I couldn't have seen them at like five. <laughs> I have them going to the final, so that's a big leap. <laughs> yeah, that's a massive leap. I did have, <laughs> I had New Orleans as a, play, a full on playoff team, and it's just like I didn't yeah. think that they were going to. I thought they were going to have more defensive issues, maybe figure some stuff out. I will say with New Orleans, one thing that I thought they did was brilliant was last year they started Jackson Hayes, who is as close mm. to, he's not really close to Zion, but the play style, the way you use them can be similar enough that yeah. integrating Zion back is more about redistributing volume than the actual play style. So they have the sets and all the stuff that they need to run for Zion, other than the isolations, of course. Jackson Hayes not getting any isolations. But like the way they use him in pick and roll to get him on the offensive glass and all that. So I thought that was brilliant on their part. Very good planning. Um, And they just looked comfortable. What I found interesting was the hierarchy. It's not a hierarchy, quote unquote. But more play sets called for number one. Most of them go to Brandon Ingram. Easy. He's their best Mm. scorer. I still think they're at least their most versatile scorer in terms of him just flat out creating a shot. Then actually number two is CJ McCollum. It's not Zion. In terms of running sets. Yeah, because CJ is their primary ball handler now. He's their point guard. So he is just going to get sets where he has to set up stuff um, outside of his own individual scoring. Zion is after that. Mostly because he can just play out of the flow. He's a very good cutter because he knows mm-hmm. teams are going to help off of him because he can't shoot. Yeah. So what does Zion do? He just cuts the basket. That happens several times during the game. 
um, against the Nets at least. Um, yeah. He's going to crash the offensive glass. He's going to be a role man every so often. So that's why I think this Pelicans team, like they have really designed it based on everybody's strengths. And Valanciunas can also crash the glass. He can shoot threes. Valanciunas yeah. can play in the flow. And Herb Jones can just kind of chill on offense to focus in on stopping the best he just beat three and the other side. Exactly. Yeah. He just spots up, maybe moves a little bit. Like it's perfectly designed for their personnel. So Willie Green, um, I didn't put I actually forgot to put it here. So that's my bad. But I have Willie Green's coach of the year. Willie Green is coach of the Willie year. Willie Green is coach Not of the Joe year. Joe Not Joe Mazzula. Um because that's the thing, like correctly. Joe Mazzula's a good coach, and he actually showed a lot of stuff to me. Um, that yeah. Celtics game. It looked really good from an offensive point. Like the flow was really good. And I was surprised by it. But I think because the Celtics are the coach of the year tends to go to um either sorry, we thought your team was gonna be trash, or just <laughs> something like you kind of exceed. Best record, best team. Exactly, best record, best team. And I think even though the Pelicans have this kind of momentum, I think that Willie Green getting them to home court is going to put them there. Um, that's a good, that, that, right? that makes sense. Maybe not as much of a, it, that's a little spicy, but here's another take related to the Pelicans. Zion Williamson will make an NBA, all NBA team this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it's in the car. You had him fringe. I had him fringe. I think he will make it. Um, partly because he's just going to put up the stats. Um, now, will he be actually like, one of the six best forwards in the NBA, probably based mm-hmm. alone on his rim pressure. By the way, have you seen his shot chart versus the Nets? <laughs> no, I have not seen the shot chart, but I watched it. He was just getting, it was it's all literally inside. like, it's like 18 shots near, next to the basket. He didn't shoot any, he didn't shoot any jumpers, I don't think. Nope. <laughs> and he really shouldn't. But here's, yeah. here's the thing about Zion to it. This is the spicy take of it. He, I think he'll make the an all NBA team because one, he's made it already. And he's just gonna do it so loudly that people mm. are gonna notice, even though I actually don't think I'm still debating whether their best player is Ingram or Zion. Partly because mm. Zion, like you said, still has defensive deficiencies. Yeah. Number two, Zion still has things that he can work on. Like I was surprised looking at his shot charts from his two, the two Pelicans games, how many X's there were, how many missed shots there were. He does That's not. Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton, baby. <laughs> because, because you mean the joke, like Claxton is the, um, the Zion stopper. I was like, all right, dude, whatever. But you actually like, because of that, I started to notice Zion does not finish through contact very well. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really, doesn't. but but he, he gets a lot of second chances though. He's really fast on the second jump. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But Those he doesn't are... finish. He never finishes. He doesn't finish the first one a lot uh, often. Yes. So yeah, those are called Z bounds, by the way. Z bounds. That is go. that is a stat that is tracked, by the way. So if you ever want to see Z bounds, um, go to P pbpstats.com it's under rebounding it's all the way to the, all the way to the right of course zion led the nba in z bounds in 2021 
2021. Yeah, 2021. Interesting. And another player who's really good at Z-Bounds, John Morant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let me see that fast. Yeah, number one and two, same draft class. Both insane rim pressure guys. So, yeah. I think Zion will be very loud, but he has a lot of deficiencies. Like, they run him as a roller, which is very smart, but he still doesn't have the feel for when to... You know how when you set a screen, you either should fully set the screen to get separation for your guard, or you just got to kind of brush screen it and get to it quickly or slip it all together. He doesn't have that feel yet. I thought that in the Nets game, there were a couple of moments where he could have slipped the screen, especially because they were playing the Nets who switch a lot. I thought that he could have slipped the screen and gotten easy buckets that way. I don't think he has that feel. So I think Zion should watch some, and this may come as a surprise, he should watch Jimmy Butler film. Because Jimmy Ooh. Butler's feel for slipping is really good. Mm. He is a really good slipper. So I think Zion needs to get that feel. Other than finishing through contact, getting better defense, being able to read screens better. I think yeah. those, th- those three elements um, will really take him to the next level. If he just works on two of those, even if he sucks at defense, he'll be an MVP. Like straight up. That's <laughs> MVP. How- that's yeah. how, like, that's how good Zion can be. Oh man! Okay. So that's that's yeah. my those are my spicy New Orleans takes. I mean, yeah. If he if he gets there, that's uh, it's a NBA champion. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. That that straight up is. If Zion's an MVP, Brandon Ingram is an All NBA player, which he's starting to look like he is, because Ingram yeah. is a real. One is a really good playmaker now. He's made a huge step last year. He's still at that point this year, and it looks like he got, became a better scorer. He's a very good yeah. secondary playmaker, and is now at the point where he is, at the very worst, an average neutral impact defender. He's an all-NBA yeah. level player. He should be an all Like, I want to say with Brandon Ingram, he's pretty, he followed the same trajectory as, as Jalen Brown, where they, he just keeps improving every year. Same draft class. Yeah, exactly. By um, the way, I guess Ingram has more of a number. <laughs> ben Simmons. I can't I can't believe uh, I can't believe people and I think I was part of this had the take where he can be honest light. He just doesn't have the same aggression, man. He doesn't. It's, okay, so I'll... it's really bad. <laughs> Not just the aggression. The the feel. He doesn't have the feel. I thought there were a couple of moments wide open. He could have just driven into it. Like he could have driven into the, um, like he could, he could take either Jonas or Zion off the dribble if he wanted to. Neither of those guys can keep up with him and he just won't. Like he doesn't have the feel for that stuff. So here is my spicy take. I have here Blank is demoted to a playing team. That's the Brooklyn Nets. I've seen enough. Holy shit. I've seen enough. Now, of course, they won the next game. So, you know, this is meant to be a single game spicy take. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it took a lot of Kyrie and KD brilliance to win that game against the Raptors. And and I will say, like, maybe Simmons is rusty because he hasn't played a game in a long time. Back injuries injuries are no joke. Um, He has mental health issues, which are 
Um, I don't know where he's at with it. It seems like he's okay, but you know, he could still be struggling with it. Maybe he had a, um, um, like a bad episode recently. So yeah. Um, maybe that contributed. Maybe he just kind of has to figure out his new place in the team, but frankly, they stink on defense at the very least. They really suck. Bad. They're terrible on defense. And I, that's enough for me to be like, that's why I think they're playing team. They're good enough on offense when they, when all things are clicking, but mm, the defense looks bad. Oh, tons of overhelping. Um, yeah. Not a ton of good yes. defenders. They only scored 14 points in the first quarter versus New Orleans with nine turnovers. That's not good. So even on the offensive side, it's like things have to catch up. And then Ben Simmons plus any center equals phone booth. Not good. No space. And they played there on Sharp way too much. I mean, they have, yeah. And they don't have any other options at the big man. I guess they have Markeith Morris. Yeah. But they also, you know who they have at, uh, who could they could play at backup center? Ben Simmons. <laughs> he's not. He's not a center. He, he, I just that's the thing though. I think they need to lean into that small ballness because, they, like, yeah. it's not working. It already isn't working. And I understand like giving some reps early on to Daron Sharp and Nick Claxton. Claxton looks good, by the way. So that's not a knock. Cla- Claxton is uh, the Nets' third best player. Is my spicy take. <laughs> not Seth Curry no wow Claxton. on defense on offense yeah no I <laughs> like free throw shooting holds him back yeah now Nick Claxton actually looked good I, I like him a lot but um, they need to once they've kind of given Daron Sharp his, his reps Ben Simmons needs to be the center and then Marquise Morris like if they want to win games they can't they can't be running Daron Sharp it's just He's not ready. I think he has a lot of potential, but he's not ready. He doesn't have good feel on the role yet. He doesn't have good feel on the role yet. He doesn't have feel and drop when to switch and all that. There's overhelping. So my spicy take, Brooklyn Nets demoted to a play-in team. So anything to add on the Brooklyn Nets being demoted to a play-in team? Like, Would you agree with that? I guess yeah, I had them at fifth, so they were they weren't far off from the play-in team. I think the Cavs could potentially overtake them, so I would I'm not shocked. I mean, it's not the well, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a play-in team. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I think for me, it's early. <laughs> but it's a spicy take, so two yes. game two game reactions, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, can I be honest with you? This is part of the reason why I was like, um, I said earlier. You don't know how effective a team is going to be, but you kind of know how they're going to play. And I know it's two games, um, so we don't know. I'm not comfortable saying what they're going to look like on the offensive side yet because they have stuff to figure out. Seth Curry and Joe Harris are big parts of that and very good shooters. So that could change things. Hmm. But I can already confidently say they are not going to be a good defense. Like (laughs) The question at this point is whether they're going to be um average to bad it's i'm no longer at the point where can they get to top 12 top 11 maybe top 13 i think they're going to be 15 or below and it's i i don't have a ton of faith in it because partly even in the opening night they just didn't look like there's a ton of buy-in 
there's still a lot of yeah. overhelping mistakes, not just from rookies. Kevin Durant made a mis- made made a couple of mistakes like that. Yeah, I mean so, Kevin Durant is the perfect defensive player either. So yeah, expect some right, of that. Right, right. But so, yeah. he's basically their best interior, like outside of Nick Claxton is their best interior defender. I mean, he is their some, best interior defender. Yeah, which is should be Ben Simmons, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. But he's put on the he's put on like Ingram or Zion that Zion fucking bullied him so and they yeah. put the Zion stopper on him so yeah. yeah. Now I will say, did you see that KD block on Brandon Ingram? It was nice. Yes, a nice block. That was sick. Very nice block. Very happy about that block because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Congrats on getting that block. Um, Any, I think those are all my spicy takes for Brooklyn and New Orleans. Um, anything yeah. else? I think that's it for me from from uh, uh, from from the Pelicans or the Nets. Unless you think Zion will be your comeback player of the year. Um. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, he Maybe might be a little bit the comeback player of the year. Yeah. Wait, let's talk about comeback player of the year because there are quite a few people coming back this year. Um, there are a John lot. Wall. Yes. John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Zion, as we, uh, yeah, aforementioned Zion, Zion Williamson, Ben Simmons, yes, Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. I think those who I've, those who I have down. Do you think I missed anyone notable? I don't. Um, no, nope. Those are, yeah, those are all the big ones. Uh, sorry, did you say Paul George? Ah, uh, yeah, he, Paul George. Yeah, he he missed most of last year. He came yeah, back for yeah. the playoffs and then got COVID. A play in and then got COVID. So yeah, very unlucky year for that guy, but. Yeah, no. So there are a lot of potential comeback player of the year, which is why NBA implement it now. This is the perfect time for it. Um, I just know who it's not going to be, and it's probably not going to be Ben Simmons. That's the, that's <laughs> a take there. That's a very tepid take. It's not going to be Ben Simmons. It actually doesn't look like it's going to be Jamal Murray either. He doesn't look ready, disappointingly. Zion looks yeah, the most ready out of them all, actually. <laughs> John Wall? Zion. No, no, no. I, I was thinking maybe John Wall has a shot hmm. here. John Wall is a very good shot, and I think he's the contender. Um, Zion's the, the front runner for sure. I think so. Just because of like, he's probably going to be an all NBA level. John Wall won't. But so that's a good shout. I'm glad that you brought up comeback player of the year. Um, that's something that you and I both like to do. But <laughs> here, I guess this kind of relates to my next spicy take. I have in the notes, Blank will be, will start a point guard for the Blank by game 30. That's John Wall will start a point guard for the LA Clippers by oh. game 30. Yo, yeah. 30 games might be too, might be too, uh, too late. <laughs> that's, that's possible, but I think they love them some Reggie Jackson. So, I mean, but, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, to like, you, Reggie Jackson was really good for them yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. I just watched, um, I mostly watched just just John Wall clips. I haven't watched a full LA Clippers game, but I wanted to see John Wall, how explosive he is because he can really unlock some stuff for this Clippers team as a, as a guard that can get to the rim whenever he wants as a playmaker. He still has the speed, man. He's Even after speed. Yeah. the injuries and the one year off. Exactly. I mean, he's, all, he's already the best passer on the team. He yeah. could be a very switchable guard at 6'4". Um, if Tyloo wants to scheme things, John Wall's probably the best on the team from 
whiteboard to court. So yeah. um, I think John Wall will start for point guard but for the Clippers by, I say game 30, partly because they love Reggie Jackson, partly because they're just trying to like figure stuff out for the first few games. And we'll see how John Wall might be man- load managed and all that stuff. They yeah. may not like make that decision until they get Kawhi ramped up to speed and all that. Kawhi, the Kawhi sixth man of the, he played he, his first minute <laughs> in the Lakers game was the second in, in the second quarter. How did you feel about that, by the way, bringing Kawhi off the bench? I didn't expect him to. I, it's fair. He's coming off an ACL, and it's Kawhi Leonard. He likes to be load managed. Yes, um, he does. But I didn't expect him to play. His first, like, I think he only played like 20 minutes or something. Right. Which I thought he was still going to play like 30. Like, yeah. As he, as usual, but they're really easing him back in. So that's, yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Kind of so, annoyed as a fan because we want to watch Kawhi. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think, other than the fan part, because I, I can see the logic, but personally, I think it is a better rehab tool to put him in the stints that he's actually going to play, even if the minutes are reduced. I actually thought they still should have started him. Partly because if you think about like the warm-up, you warm up, and then what? He sits on the bench for an hour till he gets gets to go back in, like that's not good for a knee that has a ton of scar tissue in it. So it could get mm. stiff and that's going to affect the way he runs. And yeah. number two, if he does all of his, you know, prevention exercises, like his neurological, um, like proprioception, neuromuscular activation, um, exercises, his mobility drills to make sure that kind of stuff doesn't happen again. Um, you probably want to stick to as close to that as possible. Because if the conditioning yeah. is the worry, you should keep him where his warm-up is and just play him the same number of minutes. But like, just he already, he already has come to come off the year and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. He already has to like get reintegrated into the game. You should make it as familiar to him as possible because basketball is just such a random chaotic sport. You can never predict anything. Yeah. So make like decrease the number of variables even though jamal murray doesn't look great he's starting because that's going to be his role so he doesn't have to worry about getting into the flow of an already flowing game he can just go if that makes sense that makes sense uh i guess kind of a related question to this was in the preseason westbrook came off the bench right in the last oh God. game. Yeah. And yeah. he made the, he made a comment like he didn't know what to do because he's, he's so used to starting. His, his routine was all off whack. You think that's like, is that part of, it sounds similar to what you're saying about Kawhi coming back. Yeah. And getting his conditioning up. Is there some validity to his hamstring strain um, coming from coming off the bench because he's used to it? I think maybe. Like there... <laughs> Like going in to a game when you're kind of cold. Yeah. Yeah, you can that leaves you prone to strains. Do I think that's a V cause? No, I don't. He probably should, he just yeah. pulled his hamstring. <laughs> like I it, it could have contributed, but I don't think that was like the cause. Maybe part of it, but like I think he was making an excuse. The vibes in LA are not good. <laughs> like I'm I'm gonna be straight with you. Westbrook and oh, the vibes in LA don't look good. Um, 
Notice I don't have a spicy take on the Lakers because nothing is spicy with them. Yeah, no, the Lakers, um, Rob Palenka getting extended is like, yeah, just on, on the laundry list of shit of stupid things Genie has yeah. done since they won mm-hmm. the championship. Um, yeah. I mean, they built a roster with no shooters around the LeBron and no wings Davis. as well. So there's no defense, there's no three point shooting. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Did you <laughs> did you see that stat from that graphic from Kirk Goldsbury that in the last three last two seasons, 21 and 22, Anthony Davis is the worst jump shooting player in the NBA. Holy not shit. yeah, like I think the so, bubble gave him irrational confidence. Yes. So not just not only on top of the Lakers having zero shooting with LeBron, who is a mid shooter at best. No disrespect, he's a he's a rim attacker. That's what he does. Yeah. LeBron's a mid shooter. Davis is a terrible shooter. Westbrook is a terrible on terrible shooter. <laughs> and you have no then you have no shooting after that. It's like crowded pain. I will say though, um, when I was watching the Warriors game, yeah, the, the Lakers, I don't think they're gonna be that good. But I actually liked some of the process. And some of the stuff that they're doing. Oh, yes, yes. Because, like, on Anthony Davis post ups, even if they just get into it like right away with no other previous action, when he gets the ball, they're actually running stuff. So, on a post, they actually run a post split. Um, it's not some like stagnant shit that Vogel exactly, ran. Exactly. Yeah. They ran a post split to get, um, Matt, even if it, was, if it was Matt Ryan, um, cutting uh, in front of Davis to get him a shot. <laughs> and there was some weak, and there was even some weak side action like changing positions. <laughs> so I like the, yeah. the process of it, the stuff he's integrating, and their defense still has some work, but I like it. Like they're very much, um, they're going to be a team that lets Davis change what he's going to do, and then they play mm-hmm. out of their rotations, which I think is going to be their strength. Because one thing that the Lakers do have is some athletic guys <laughs> that can close up they, pretty well. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker is very athletic. Yes. Austin Reeves. Uh, Pat good. Beverly thinks Austin Reeves is Vince Carter. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I did see that clip. <laughs> Does he not know that he's Hillbilly Kobe? <laughs> Hillbilly Kobe. And yeah, I, I, speaking of Darvin Ham, like, I like what he's doing. He's definitely trying to experiment with the Ross thing, given the shit Ross that he was. Yeah. What, what he has, he's he's trying to find combinations that work. Absolutely. Um, when you like, I was listening. Apparently, when Gabriel wasn't playing well in the preseason, so he just said fuck it, and he started three guards. <laughs> and Love it. I think it worked. I mean, I think their best lineup actually is like, well, from the Clippers game at least when they made their comeback, it was like. LeBron, LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves. I think it was JTA and Pat Bev. Or yeah. it was a Lonnie Walker. And they're able to run a little bit. They're more, they're more mobile on defense. JTA, JTA does, plays decent defense. Um, yes, he does. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think one of, yeah, we have one here about like Blank will become a better team if they trade Blank. And ah yeah. I'm not sure. I, I have no idea if this. Re- I mean, you said it's not. It's tepid with the Lakers, but for me, that's like if they trade Westbrook. Yeah, 
I really think that if they trade Westbrook for even like, even if they on paper get a loss, if they get just one good three point shooter, that's the Lakers will actually get better. Even though yeah. the quality of player may not be up to Westbrook, the Lakers will get better addition by subtraction. That that is actually not about Westbrook, so I'll get to it. So yeah. it, blank will become a better team if they trade blank. The yeah. Philadelphia 76ers will become a better team if they trade Tobias Harris. Ooh. Yeah. That, yeah that, he's the... That's why I put it almost last because that is, that is a spicy take, I know. But there's a reason for it. And I'm not overreacting to the final play where he overhelped and let um, whoever, who was it on the Bucks that got a wide open three to win the game? Matthews, Matthews, Wesley Matthews. Wes Matthews, yep. Yeah. So not only that, but that's kind of um, an indication that Tobias on defense just is not enough. And because Doc Rivers loves Harris so much, he's going to take touches away from Embiid, from Harden, and most importantly, Tyrese Maxey. So yeah. this is a huge, for me, one a, a great example of addition by subtraction. You redistribute his possessions to your two-star players and your rising star because you're going to need the three of them. You, and you also can't subject Harris to just being a spot-up shooter because he's better than that. Yeah. So I think if they trade Harris for a decent, a good 3-and-D player, the Sixers will actually get better because more, that's more chances for Embiid, that's more chances for Harden, and that is more chances for Maxi put his stamp on the game yeah. that's not necessarily a comment on whether harris or maxi is the better player i think that's still up for debate but it's more so harris's fit on the team plus mm-hmm. his contract is fucking huge maxi's on a cheap contract you should probably stick with the the young guy that's going to be around yeah. for way longer so that's my spicy take. westbrook westbrook for harris who says no oh god <laughs> Speaking of taking possessions away, um, <laughs> Westbrook. Westbrook. So yeah, that's. that's I, I think Daryl Murray does not want to touch that with a ten. <laughs> I mean, he already had it in Houston. Yep. With with Harden and Westbrook, he's not going to want to do that again. Oh man. <laughs> All right, so let's um, let's get start to wrap up here. Let's make. I'll start with blank. We will make his first All Star team. Mm. This may be spicy because uh, did you do that thing where I asked you to just predict your all-star team? It's hard, right? I have not. I have not. It's ah, really, okay. it's, it's, I mean, I'm looking. It's hard, though. For our listeners, especially with all, like, all those guys that you mentioned are coming back, in addition to yeah. just the, the overwhelming amount of talent we have in the NBA, it's going to be hard for a first-time all-star to make it this year, more so than previously, short of an injury, of course. But I yeah. think that this guy will just make it. Um, and it's spicy. But that guy for me is Evan Mobley. Ooh. Because some of the, like, I think there's going to be some balance issues with, for him, in terms of the offense, because Donovan Mitchell and Garland are going to eat up most of the offense possessions. He's largely going to be defensive. But he was already borderline All-NBA last year. So he's going, probably yeah. going to be All-NBA this year. And I, seen, or, 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 I watched him 
Sorry, say again. We're saying board. We see borderline offense of uh like all just all NBA or like all NBA defense. Just... All NBA okay, defense. Okay. I thought all like Levin well, Williams yeah. borderline all NBA. I was like, yeah, borderline all NBA defense is what I meant. To okay, say. okay. And I saw some clips from him where maybe the effectiveness of some of his actions isn't there yet. He still needs. To, he also needs to figure out the screening, the rolling, the feel for slipping. I think he'll get better at that. But his willingness to just fucking hit you hmm. like he will always initiate contact even though he's really skinny his willingness to just do that will actually create a lot of good um, shots for him at the basket um, so I think with just a little better feel with a little better jump shot with his passing he'll be good enough on offense and then his more defensive feel could already put him in the defensive player of the year candidacy this year Oh, wow. Like, okay. this year. You're really high on Mobley. I'm very high on Mobley. Like, I was high on him coming yeah. into the draft. I really thought it's Cade and Evan here on the same level. And Detroit was going to go with Cade because he, it's probably easier to figure him out. But I thought Evan was yeah. right there. Defensive players like that do not come along. The last player like Evan was Anthony Davis. Like, that's how, yeah. that's how good I think Evan will be. Um, so Evan Mobley will just make his first all-star team. It's very spicy because defensive players tend to not make the all-star team over offensive players, but I think it'll, I'm putting my faith in certain guys. Like I'm hoping Zach Lowe and ESPN will just sing his praises. Do you think uh, he'll make it over Jared last year? Also Jared Allen. I think so. Because it'll stand out more and people will want a first-time All-Star more than anything. Mm. Not that Jarrett Allen isn't an All-Star caliber player. He very much yeah. is. Love Jarrett Allen. And from the... I, I, I just... I didn't watch Cleveland's first game um, in full, but I watched Evan and Jarrett Allen defensive clips and those two <laughs> are going to be a problem. Because that type of defensive okay. mobility from one, yeah. from one big man is absurd. Now you have two that are that mobile. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love Cleveland. Like Cleveland is my favorite team outside of Boston and Miami at this point. No, they I think the Cavs, I mean the Cavs, the Cavs should may, might be like depending on how many um national TV games there are, they are a league pass watch for sure. 100%. I just didn't put them as my league pass team because they're going to be good. I didn't feel like that was totally fair. Yeah. yeah <laughs> of course I'm going to watch yeah. them because they're good. So let's exactly, get exactly. Let's get to our final one and then wrap this up. This isn't as much of a spicy take, but who do you have winning MVP? Two, uh, the two-game MVP is John Morant. Yeah, that's fair. Two-game <laughs> that's, that's MVP is John Morant. Yep, that's a very spicy take. <laughs> Based think, on, he, yeah. he has a legit shot, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I Especially think, if the Grizzlies... Yeah. Uh, or in the same areas as they were last oh, yeah. year, he doesn't miss games. Especially because people think the Grizzlies got worse. Which yeah. I, I only think that they did because Jaren's hurt, but I don't think that overall, if he came back, they're actually worse. I actually think they might start to get better from internal development. Like yeah, they uh, might get, I guess what people had the people had Grizzlies lower because the Nuggets are are healthy again and the Clippers are healthy again. Right. And I get that. I get that. Like, if if they're going to be lower in the standings, that's one thing because there's going to be a lot of good teams in the West. 
But if you really think that the Grizzlies got worse, like fully got worse, no, no. because they lost Kyle Anderson <laughs> and DeAnthony yeah. Melton, no disrespect, they're good players. But like, you're if you have a fully healthy Dylan Brooks, if you have internal development from John Morant and Desmond mm-hmm. Bain, who could become an All Star this year as well. By the way, yeah, Desmond Bain is anything like Clay Thompson. That's huge. And if you get internal development, Zaire Williams is a big one for me. He was already a good 3 and D player last year. What more in his second year when he's more comfortable? Yeah. And then Tyus Jones just gets more reps because Kyle Anderson and De'Anthony Melton are gone. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a big deal. And they have, some, they have a couple of interesting rookies based on the Knicks game. Uh, Aldama? Aldama played well. Yeah, Aldama, Aldama played well. well. So like, Conchar was okay. <laughs> yeah, he was all right. So, like, yeah. I don't think Memphis is getting, quote-unquote, worse. It's just the, the field is tougher. That's all it is to me. So, yeah, yeah I think, because I have Luka winning MVP, but I, my spicy take is that it's between Luka and Ja. Oh, really? Between yeah. Ja? It's between Ja no and Tatum Luka. Love. I think my dark horse there is Jason Tatum. And that's a good dark horse. I just think the Celtics are too good. He's not Jalen Brown's gonna match him too much, and they're gonna be yeah, like, Yeah, I think he's not lone, <laughs> lone star enough. Ja and Luca are like the lone star. Hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna run through this. That's why I think those two, because yeah, I have Tatum, who sh- could be in it and should be in it, yeah. probably will be third after those guys, but he's not lone star enough, and the narrative won't be there because everyone will be like, Oh, the Celtics are a good team, they have Malcolm Brogdon up the fucking bench. Like, are you kidding me? Jokic and Giannis are out for voter fatigue. You think? Um, yeah. Jokic for sure. Yeah, Jokic Giannis for sure. maybe. Maybe Giannis, but I, I don't think. Steph's, Steph's on a team that's quote-unquote too stacked, which I think is dumb. Um, the Nets suck, so KD's out. <laughs> and and Bede kind of looks sluggish out the gate, huh? He's, he's, been, he's bad the, last, the first two games. Yeah, and it's two games, but like... I thought it would be a race between Luca and Embiid, and I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Yeah. So Luca and Ja, that's my spicy take. Those are the two contenders for MVP this year. Well, and I'm I'm gonna my 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 pick on that is Tatum. Uh, I think Celtics are a big enough uh, market. Okay. They got a lot of they got a lot of national media love. Jalen Brown isn't thought about thought of that way. So I think. I, yeah, I can. I guess I can see yeah, the that. momentum from last season. Tatum looks really good as well to start. He does. He looks very good. So is he? Is Tatum MVP caliber now? We'll see. Um, yep. If his defense continues to take a step and his playmaking takes a step, he could be very much in the MVP. Um, sure. Anything else to add before we uh, wrap this up? Okay, so I have a few here. Jazz suck at tanking. They're two and zero. Yes, <laughs> they suck at tanking. Chris Paul is washed. He got benched Oof. for Damian Lee oh, in, the man. First, in the first game against Dallas. <laughs> Although man, the dude. second game, look, look, I haven't watched the game against Portland. Looks a bit, uh, statistically looks a bit better. But they did lose. Yes. Um, I, I told you about Nick Claxton is the third best player. Uh, oh, I think this is a semi-serious one. Christian Wood should start for the Mavs already. The him, chemistry with Lucas is, is already there. And Javale is just not good enough. He went on a 16 0 run by himself against the Suns, Christian Wood. So he, he should start. Uh, 
And last, I hate the Lakers yellow ban- banana yellow uh, jerseys. That's not a spicy take. They're fucking ugly. <laughs> I miss the gold, the gold color. Yes. No, the banana color is fucking ugly. That's not a spicy take. I think pretty much everyone feels that way about those nasty ass. Go back to gold, man. What are they doing? That's like I the like classic the, color I like the design. I just the color is wrong. <laughs> like that's part of your brand. Stick to gold. Exactly. Purple and gold. This is not purple and banana yellow. God damn it. <laughs> they look like uh, war- they look like Wario now. It's so bad. It's so bad. The purple. I like the purple. The shade of purple they use. Uh, but the uh, the the yellows. Yeah. Ugly. I think my my last spicy take is that you will be very sad this season as a Lakers fan. <laughs> Lakers, the Lakers fan side of me will be sad. Will be very sad. <laughs> I think I'll enjoy watching Ham uh, experiment. Yeah. Watching Westbrook though, you might not have yeah. O for the. Oh, but hey, I, <laughs> I like Darvin Ham so far. I like what he's doing. He's impl- actually implementing some movement. The defensive concepts make sense. Yeah. There is just now at this point, it's like okay, now you've solved the coach thing. You have good players, Genie. What the fuck? Get me get let's get the right players for Ham to actually succeed here. Um, I guess the last spicy take would be the Pelicans are winning the draft lottery. There you go. <laughs> Via the Lakers, I mean. Via the Lakers. Oh, that's a good shot. <laughs> Could you imagine if the Pelicans got Wembenyama on top of what they already have? <laughs> That'd be insane. Oh man. Anyway. My spicy take I, is that the, the NBA is going to rig the, um, the, the draft so that Wembenyama goes to a, like a, a team with a good infrastructure. Like, why the fuck? San Antonio? Yeah, like, why? Like, can you explain to me why we would ever want him to go to Sacramento? Like, I... They're making the play-in. They don't think they have... They don't think they have I, I have Sacramento as a play-in team, but, like... Like, do we trust what Utah is building? And also, Utah is notoriously racist, so I don't want Wembenyama anywhere near there. Oklahoma is Oklahoma. <laughs> let's get him into a city that actually like, makes sense. And, like, let's get him... Is he one of the Texas teams? Let's, let's rig it and get him to San Antonio. That's my, that's my spicy take. We should rig the draft so that the Spurs get Wembenyama. <laughs> we should do that. Ooh, Not that should... It's not, for me, it's not will they, it's they should. They should rig the draft to put Wembenyama on a good team because he is too valuable for the future of the NBA to fuck around with this. No, not, you don't want him on the Pacers so you can watch him? No, fuck that. (laughs) Dude, if he lands in Indiana, I mean, then you're still there. Go to as many games as you can. I'm hoping to not be here. (laughs) Anyway. Let's close this out. Um, let us know your thoughts. We are at Got Next Blog on. Are we at Got? Got yeah, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we are at Got Next Podcast on the basketball social media app. Um, Hardwood Amino. Um, check out our website, gotnextsite.wordpress.com. I'm working on some stuff now. I don't know when I'll publish it. Um, And that is all for now.
Let us know your thoughts on uh, this season so far. Let us know your spicy takes for, the, for this season. Your single game spicy takes. Who's got next? Jason Tatum got next. John Morant. John Morant. John Morant. All right. You know, stop it. And-